Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, the podcast devoted to all things spirituality and self-improvement. I am so excited that you're here with us today because we have a very special guest. Today we have with us Miss Carla Adams. She is an author and she also does biofield tuning and she specializes in ancestral clearing. And today she's here to talk to us about how to use astral travel to communicate with our loved ones and also how to communicate with our our ancestors. I know many of us are very interested in, so I cannot wait to jump in today and learn all about how we do that. So thank you for being here with us today, Carla. Great, thanks for having me, Melissa. It's great to be here. Thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate. Yeah, and so you wrote the book, Ancestral River, A Spiritual Journey for the Living and Dead. And so I'm assuming that in this book you've written um, about how our ancestral ties really affect our lives in the present moment. Is that right? Yes. Um, the book tells my own personal from starting a few years ago um, when I kind of hit my bottom and needed to um, heal me, right? And, and then it tells the things I learned in the process of um, healing, changing my own thought pattern old stories and how how I came into ancestral and through meditation, hypnosis, and the biofork, how I connect with ancestors and learn a lot of wonderful things through hypnosis, through astral travel, visions, and things that occur, um, meditation or hypnosis. Awesome. And I wanted to mention your book because um, I think it's just such a fascinating topic, but it also leads into our topic today, which is about communicating with ancestors and also astral travel, because I know there are probably a lot of people out there who've heard of astral travel, but maybe they're not really all that familiar with it or know how they can use it. So I would love for you to be able to explain to us how you learned about astral travel and what it is and how can we use this, you know, communicate with others. Um, Great. Yeah. All I can tell is my story, right? How it happened to me. I didn't like learn it anywhere. There wasn't a mentor I had for it, right? And so I had started, um, I had learned the basics of the biofield tuning work and had started working on me and um, clearing myself um, for ancestral things because that had been the focus. I had a, my grandfather who had been dead for 25 years appeared to me one day and it was like, okay, well, this is my work. (laughs) And so I'd found out that his stuck energy was in me. So I, I figured everybody's was right. All my ancestors. And so I systematically cleared back for four generations. And, and during this time, I had also begun meditation. I had done meditation before to some degree, but had dropped it for a few years. And so I had started again in a new way, um, uh, visualization, you know, and following a guided meditation. So I was learning how to uh, use my mind, right, as in meditation. I was also um, very much um, beginning and working on um, clearing, not just clearing my energy through biofield, but using my breath and and focus in my body to find stuck energy that was in my central channel 
and I could feel it as I breathed. So I had started doing the central channel breath. It picture your um, breathing in from a foot or two above your crown, breathing down to your, uh, breathing in, inhaling to your heart, and then exhaling down to the ground, back, uh, back up on the next set of breath. And so after a few, I don't know, a couple weeks maybe of doing this every moke up while I was still lying in bed, then I started feeling the energy in my body. And I could tell at what chakra it was at. And and then I'd breathe, focus on just that one spot and until that cleared. And I could feel it clear. It was like a little jerk in my body or a little sigh or something. And so that's how it started. And then I went from there to not just doing, you know, a little bit above my head to into the ground, but to incorporate our spiritual chakras um, into that. And each of these, uh, the breath work and the meditation, learning to focus my mind on certain spots and focus there until I found that spot. And then um, then do the breathing or the, whatever the guided meditation might um, have me. And so that's how it started as well as the biofield work, both giving sessions and receiving sessions. Um, um, helped clear my own stuck energy, which um, helps restore our divine blueprint so that we re give and receive the communication with the universe easier. And then um, in a few months, then I had developed a, a tune that activates uh, and amplifies our 360 degree si sensing system, which is our biofield, because we're um, spirit beings. It's not like we have a body with a spirit. We're a spirit that has a body. And and so I developed the tuning that would activate the system because we get have been uh, a, lot, a large part for millennia, especially in the Western, kind of separated from our uh, energy, right? Our energy flow, our, our spirit. Um, and so it kind of goes dormant without attention, right? The old saying where your attention goes, energy flows is really true because it kind of goes dormant. So I worked on, um, tuned myself a, a lot and <laughs> with this tuning to activate my senses. And then, then I had another one where I activated a particular um, parts of the brain and the body to receive information that I was getting. And so then combined with the um, meditation and breath, then I was learning how to explore um, where I was. And my ancestral clearing had begun by then, and I was sensing ancestors. Um, I don't physically see them, um, but something in my eyes see them. My, my eyes focus and follow. My body fills them. And sometimes, um, not all the time, but a lot of times my mind sees them and not my physical eyes. And so I had, I received their communication. I see it as vibration that their thoughts, just like our intentions, are all vibrations. And so I would, um, I see it that my biofield feels their vibration and my mind interprets it in words that I understand. And so that's my process. But that um, then with the sense, increasing my senses, when I had started just in my yard um, where I would stand with my eyes closed and um, picture in my mind, um, I'd keep my eyes closed, but let just go slowly 
around the yard kind of in my mind, seeing from where I was standing, the perspective from where I was standing. And I would use my senses, basically, to scan the area. And I was listening and feeling into something that isn't tangible, right? Something beyond what my eyes and ears could see, but that I could feel in my body. And so I would, anyway, that's how I started. And so then I increased it from my yard to, I live in a little town, to the edge of town. And then then mile after mile and 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 so forth until I could do a quite large area and find out if there was um, danger around, so to speak, or what emotion was being prevalent. And so I can't remember for sure what time it was during this time that um, the astral travel and visions began. Uh, I don't remember which happened first or anything, and sometimes. I would have visions within the astral travel or astral travel within the visions, or I would do hypnosis. I had found hypnosis to be very helpful in, in helping me heal a trauma. And so I, I had used that also to connect with the ancestors and angels in what I call this, um, those who um, have passed beyond our initial and into the next room and have the mindset of of God or the spirit, right? And they're not dealing with our natural human, you know, um, emotions and instincts um, as much anymore, things like that. And uh, so I was using hypnosis to um, question God, question um, the angels and ancestors, and also to question myself to see if I, what I remembered of being before I came. And so, um, I still do those sessions, um, had one last week, um, it's formation and connection and spirit with God. And so that's how I began um, getting into, and suddenly through meditation, through all these things, meditation and uh, hypnosis and stuff, I it was like all of a sudden for the astral travel, all of a sudden it was like my head would turn to the right. And I would see, I would feel, okay, I'm heading in a certain direction. And it was the direction my head was turning. And I could, something in my mind, you know, intuition, I would know where I was going. And I would be there and I could uh, see it all in my mind. And uh, visions were uh, a, a little, visions are in color, usually, uh, for me, whereas um, say like a lot of the work in the biofield, when I see ancestors, it's kind of in black and white. And, but the, the visions then would, uh, it would usually, when I was asking a question of God in meditation or asking a question of the ancestors or the angels in the oneness, and they would take me like often, um, say in meditation, it was as if the energy came from up under the earth and of God, the energy of God and put in my in my body through my crown and settle in my third eye sometimes my heart or solar plexus and god would say like come with me. and i'd say sure anywhere <laughs> and would take me to what he made us see and in talking the ancestor the ancestor wouldn't like energy wouldn't come into me but it was them that then showed led into the vision i was having so do you have any questions? I don't know where to go next. <laughs>
Well, if there are people out there who don't really know what astral travel is, can you give a brief of what you're talking about when you say astral travel? Oh, sure. Yes. Um, well, your astral travel would be you're sitting wherever you are, like I was sitting in my home or you not, might not be sitting, but, but then mind goes somewhere. Your mind goes on travel and you're actually there in time. Um, although uh, I've had different experiences when it was with living people. Uh, sometimes it was like they heard my communication and knew I was there and other times they weren't aware of it, were, but the universe, communication universe, they responded in certain ways. Um, whereas um, in hypnosis or in the biofilm, when I would go into a vision and it would, um, I would be by the side of that ancestor and looking as they showed me things in their life. Um, but when it happens in um, in real life where I would travel, it was like, you know, my brain, my mind would, fo head would focus and I would be heading in that direction to whatever it is. I had learned that when my head turned to the left and I saw things as if I was right there by a person, that was the future. I don't know if that's that for everybody, but for mine, it was when my head turned to the east, the future impression or people that would be in my or messages that I would receive. So that, but astro travel with a, a living person, I would like, as I was sitting or meditating, I would calm my mind. I would, I would have to be complete, uh, you know, both sides of my brain working and quiet so that I could hear my inner self, my spirit. And then I would, because they have an inner spirit. So it's like my inner spirit, their inner spirit, and their physical mind. Uh, um, often I've had that occur where they did know that was um, like with my husband, but we're kind of like really on the same page. <laughs> so, but most people, if it's happening when I don't, when I haven't talked to them in person, then they, their minds are often very unaware that it's happening but their spirit is still aware because we're so used to in our daily lives living in our mind right or the the brain and we're focused on doing doing and doing instead of being still and listening and so um, anyway so I would um, become still inside till I heard my spirit and then I would focus on that person's name or not necessarily on their name but I would kind of like call out in the universe for them and and I would be intent focusing on like connecting with their spirit because our biofields um, that contain the record of our life are about five to six feet in radius around us in a 360 degree circle but we extend much further than that like from the edge of that our personal biofield that contains the record of our life then it's the ancestral biofield which contains the record of the lives of all ancestors back to the beginning of time and and beyond that then we are part of what i call the biofield nature uh, the realm that nature is in and beyond that is what i call the biofield of oneness which is the the spirit world that is beyond the biofield of nature. So like it, the, the people that are there have um, transitioned from this realm into that because of, again, spiritually they've reached a point where, and mentally too, it's part of that where their spirit is in charge of the mind and they are 
choosing a different life, so to speak, choosing to be part of the witness instead of the, what I call the waiting place around us, where um, what I find most ancestors who die are in the of nature yet. I call that being place. And, and so um, anyway, so our ourselves, really, our own energy, our own light waves extend forever. And so we can sit where we are and by intention and quietness inside connect with the other spirits because our energy is all intermixed at some level. We're in contact with each other, the verse. And so, so I just sat and focused on them and it takes practice. I can't say, you know, I could immediately, and I didn't do it intentionally just to do it. It, you know, kind of led into that. And, and so that's how I connected with their energy. And then, then my mind would turn or my head would turn and I would follow and I would in their house or uh, next to that person and I could um, smell them and sense them so close and I knew they uh, I knew I was they were right there their spirit was right there I had that attention and uh, you know love is the the best thing to convey it's really uh, a lot of times the only matters I mean you might want to convey something else at some time perhaps if needed to warn them or something um, and you couldn't do it by telephone perhaps that would good but but love is the important. So how would you, let's say there are people out there who would like to try to with their ancestor um, and maybe they haven't done it before. And, and you say that you astral travel, uh, your ancestor, is that correct? Well, I, I guess I would, I don't think of connecting the ancestors as part of the astral travel. I've done that and connected with the living and I've done that with on a greater level um, and gone to places in the universe that God wanted to show me to explain something. And and I've done that in looking to the future or receiving the messages from but I I would I for myself I don't classify I guess astro travel as talking to the ancestors. I do that by intention. So if we have people out there listening, because astral travel is something that you can do, let's say that you wanted to look at the blueprint of your life, let's say you wanted to get a little more clarity on your purpose and why you were here, or because as you said, um, source will sometimes take you to places that source wants to show you. So is that, are you being taken to different realms on the other side or, or where where do you where do you get taken that just sounds okay to me. yeah and um i uh, yeah i don't personally like to use the word god i just use god because a lot of people understand you know a divine being or whatever but sometimes i use source sometimes i use universal spirit but regardless it's a i i see it as a conscious sentient being or mind that is uh, abundance and free choice and love and and so um, lots of times I've been taken to curious to see I'm curious I guess I could say about spiritual things but about I want to know God right I want to know the spirit is how how they 
it's like when we quiet our minds and hear our spirits, you can learn to feel the magnetism of our vibrations. So it's the magnetism in an individual is the magnetism of the parts. For And in this um, source, it's the magnetism of part. And so I'm curious about that. So I've been taken, I, I've explored verse um, in using my bio, my tuning forks, and I find it to be like I spoke about um, uh, biofields as well, like the, the our own and then the ancestors and then nature and then the oneness. And so um, it just, to, so I've been taken to, um, what some people would call um, the Garden of War, um, the Mount Mer is uh, what a name another piece, person use. What I find it to be, what I have seen in vision um, when I have been from that point, it's as if the entire world, uh, the entire earth is spread out for and we're in the center so that it's not like a sphere or a globe it's all spread out as if flat and in and that's where um i've been taken several times to see and to receive messages there sometimes i've been taken um above that uh up into the the realm of the oneness where i would call it the next realm where it appears to me that that's where the sun and are, and that there's more than one, and that perhaps what we see in the nature, um, I've heard someone say it might be reflections, right? That they've seen that on telescope, that that what we see is reflection. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I just know what I've been shown, right? And so, so sometimes I've been taken there. And other times I've been taken deep under the earth. So like if you would picture it being um, horizontal plane of some type, then the the energy of source that fuels the entire world, entire verse then, um, is deep under. The, and it's purple flowing energy. And so I've been taken there. And from there, sometimes out the bottom of that and up around into the next um that's so interesting and what's really interesting is while you were explaining where you were being taken like something happened to the computer there was like a glitch and i always think sometimes when i'm interviewing people who where there's a lot of high vibrational energy on something that we're talking about i'll have technical issues so that was just so strange whenever that happened you know i'd love to ask you if there's anyone who is interested in being able to travel astrally, what do you do to get yourself in that state of mind that you're able to do that? Usually, I can't always do it just start meditation. Um, often I have to start the, the breath um, in yoga. And I don't, a lot of you or your listeners might be, I mean, you're a lot younger than I am. So you, when I was younger, I was a lot more agile and um, could do a lot more of those. And I probably could now do some if I worked on it more, but I'm not really interested in that. And so I do enough to stay mobile, right? To stay limber. And so I use chair yoga, right? So, but the, the main part is, the breath work, I do it for energy flow. And so as I'm doing yoga, it's not for the limberness, so to speak. That's a byproduct. I do it for the focus on my breath, the focus on the central channel breathing and finding those pockets of stuck energy in me in each breath. 
so that I can clear what needs to be cleared. And so from there then, say maybe a half hour of yoga usually gets me from the root to the crown. <laughs> and then I can um, sit in meditation for a few minutes, quieting my mind or um, if you want to use the word prayer or, you know, just um, uh, communicating on a spiritual level, right? And quite, still quieting my mind. And then from from there, after that, if I have the desire to, for the astra travel, then I can go into that person, you know, if it's a living person. Um, does that answer? that intention, do you ask shown that person or how do you? Well, I don't say it, Bully. It's just a, my intention, because I'm in my spirit then, to connect with that person's spirit. So that's my intention and to with them in some way. And then you're usually just given information that that person, their higher self wants. Is that how? Well, it kind of varies. Like um, the times I've done it for living, uh, like sometimes they don't, the mind doesn't know that I'm there. So I'm not really receiving information. It's just a connection um, because I love them, right? And Mm -hmm. I miss them. Um, When I've done it for another, uh, another time, it was uh, that person I was there or at least could hear he um, he answered what I was doing I wasn't um, we weren't giving and receiving huge important information or anything um, you just sort know. of were present and they they knew I was present yeah I think it's really interesting so let's move a little bit now and shift to talking about communicating with um, ancestors, because I think this is a really interesting too. And I had a really interesting happen just the other night, actually. So I was, uh, I was going about my day and all of a sudden out of nowhere, I heard my mom talking and she passed away two years ago, but I heard her, like I heard her voice just like she was standing right next to me. Um, well, I have to make a correction. It wasn't like she was just standing right there next to me. It was a little like distant, but I could hear it clearly mm-hmm. that I knew that that was, it sounded just like her voice. I could understand what she was saying and it wasn't anything long or drawn out. It was, she said my name, something else. And then that was it. And I've had that happen to me several times throughout my life with her, with other people, just where as I'm drifting off to sleep, usually when it happens that that is the easiest time for us because our minds are not so chaotic and crazy and busy where I'll just hear my name, somebody saying it, I can hear their voice, exactly voice sounds. And it's always kind of startles me when it happens. But how, so are you able then to connect with um, your ancestors? And if so, like, can you share with us how you do that? Um, Yes. Now I need to explain, I guess, something just so where I'm coming. What I have found in my work of work ancestors, that a lot of times, the ancestors, well, they all, if they, if they are not to a point spirit where they can transition the oneness directly at the death, then I find that they go to, they stay in the of nature, right? Um, and eventually they'll get to the oneness, but it, it's like you continue your life journey, right? And so they still have their same mindset um, that they had as living. And so I have cleared uh you know, tra- help to transition um, all the ancestors of mine that have died that I knew personally, right? Or some that I'd only heard of, but I don't allow, because 
because so many of them still have the mindset they had when they're alive and because many people on earth right who have ever lived are not really that help kind mm -hmm. then i make it a point i do not allow the ancestors to to come into my house where i where i work and i work in my house because i have a a positive ley line vortex in my living room that is they can transition to and or to the next realm and so i don't allow them in my house unless they're ready to transition because they've gone uh, enough of a process so their mind has started to to have more of the mindset of source and so i can trust them and so that's my position why now if if you have like your mother if if their ancestors that you know were full of love and kindness and only have your then then that might be very fine to purposefully connect um i just don't do that in my work because i don't have a situation like that right right now because um but anyway so i connect with the ones in the the oneness um but i have at times because um two different things i guess I'm curious how things work and and how often or how would go to the oneness versus stay in our earth realm. And I consistently find that it's a very, very small percentage in this day and age that go to the oneness at the death. They're all a huge percent are around us and have been millennia. And but because I'm curious and also just as a way of loving, say like if I have a, a dear friend, um, loved one, that I don't really want to make a habit of connecting with until they're ready to transition, but I want them to know that when they're ready, I'm glad to help them if they want, right? Then when I've, then I connect with them the same way I would connect with the, in astra travel, only I'm not astra traveling, but I'm quiet inside. And it's like I broadcast their name they've died and I broadcast their name in verse and call call them to, to come. I said, please, please come. And um, most times they do. It might take a few minutes and I can feel them. I see, I don't see the person. My mind tracks their inner, they're right beside me. And I ask them my question, you know, are you ready? Are you safe where you're at? Because there's what I have found, there's levels of hierarchy in or levels of lack and fear and control um, in the waiting place. And and I wanted to be sure my friends were safe, right? And so I asked them. And so I know that they know that whenever they're ready, I'm here to help them. And but part of it is part of the ancestors' responsibility from what I've seen is that like say, say if your mother wanted to transition and she, and I, she came to me and asked me to contact you to tell her she was ready. Well, that's not my job. It's it's her job to get your attention. And that might be either getting your attention directly, working in things around you or in the lives of other people because and they're only spirit beings so they have a lot of access to communication. They know every they can they can everything they in the the waiting place when they're ready to learn it so they can know and there's no like time right so they can know past present and future so they know would come in contact with 
that could help you or might get your um, mind thinking about it or something. And then eventually, because they came in contact through a roundabout way with someone else, then you got the message or something, you know, if you weren't ta- hearing them directly, right? Yeah. And so, um, I don't know, what was, where do you want to go? I mean, do you have something deep, uh, more from there? So I would just, uh, I would assume then that anybody who's wanting to try to connect with loved ones, they just need to quiet their mind more into like a meditative state and set the connect with that loved one. That's what I found. Yes. I, I just um, hold that intention, connect with, you know, I, I name their name and, and just call out in my mind through the years to talk to them and, and they come. Well, this has been such an interesting conversation. Now, if there are people out there listening, who perhaps want to buy your book, you've written the book, Ancestral River, a spiritual journey for the dead. And you also do a healing session, do biofield clearings for people. If there's anyone out there listening who perhaps wants to buy your book, or maybe they just would like to follow your book, a session with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Um, my book is available only on Amazon at this time, but it's in digital uh, paperback and hardback um, because it's just a recent release. And because I'm a first time, you probably have to type in my name um, or at least the ancestral river part in order for it to go up. Uh, Otherwise, I have a website, ancestor.com, and that was my, that's my business name. Um, it came before the book, and so um, anyway, so you can read about the biofilm there and how the, the universe works, uh, you know, the electric universe model, and you could contact me if you'd like. Um, I have currently taken a, a month to, I might take a third month off from receiving um, clients, um, I'm still have my other, cl- you know, regular client base, but because I've been following up on book related things and working on recorded sessions, because there's such a limited amount of people that I personally write mm-hmm. for ancestral. And I was shown how, how to, that's very, if can be very effective, like to do it as a DIY. And so I'm working on a rec- set of sessions that they're not by the end. Awesome. And we will have the link to your website in the show notes too. So if people want to go there, they go directly there and click on it. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. This was such a great conversation and uh, it was very interesting. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me and thank you everyone for listening. And I want to thank you guys too for being here with us today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with those you think might benefit. If you want to join us on Patreon, you can see the video of this interview and you can join for free for a seven day free trial. And once it's over, if you want to stay with us, great. If not, no worries. There's no obligations, but we'd love to see you there. We do a live card reading, a fun and amazing group of people, and we're really enjoying it. So we'd love to have you there. I hope you guys have a beautiful week from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon.